my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, April the 7th. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's mercy. I wish you God's hope in the midst of whatever is enveloping you this day, that you are not alone, that God walks with you in the midst of of your anxiety, in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of your joy. We praise and thank God uh, who walks beside us. My friends, today is a feast day. No, it is not a feast day of the church. It is a feast day in the life of the man doing this podcast because today is the opening of baseball season. Yes, April 7th. Usually it's about a week earlier, but we had these lockouts and things. Of course, it's all over money. and But they finally got it resolved. And the boys of summer are going to start playing, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, and I hope that that excites you too. And if not, well, maybe you and I can sit down and talk about the joys of baseball sometime. Now, speaking of joy, let's talk about the joy of the gospel. We are going to continue through John chapter 8, which seems like we have been there forever. Why? Because we've been there forever. I am telling you this, my friends. You know, I, I won't be disappointed when we're done with these soliloquies that Jesus has given us. Because it's like, my gosh, you know, they're hard. They're hard. They're hard gospels and their hearts like okay what are we going to talk about today because it sounds an awful lot like yesterday which sounds an awful lot like the day before however you did not come here to hear me speak about what the gospel is going to be about you came to hear the gospel so let's uh brothers and sisters open up the gospel uh what it is today it is john chapter 8 verses 51 to 59 This will close out chapter 8 of the gospel. And Jesus, once again, is speaking to the people. If you recall, first he was speaking to the Pharisees for a couple of days. And the last couple of days, today inclusive, he's challenging the people. So let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever keeps my word will never see death. So the Jews said to him, Now we are sure that that you are possessed. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever keeps my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? Or the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. But it is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. You do not know him, but I know him. And if I should say that I do not know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you. Before Abraham came to be, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid 
and went out of the temple area. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, again, <laughs> so much of this sounds like the last time, right? If I glorify myself, my, my own glory is worth nothing, but it's the Father who glorifies me. I don't mean to, to, to minimize it. Very true. I mean, wonderful words, but it's like, my gosh, when he gets on a theme in chapter 8, he just kind of brings her home, doesn't he? couple of things. Okay, then the first is, is just kind of a, a ponderance. You know, again, if somebody were to come up to you, or not even come up to you, if you were to be walking, you know, down a main thoroughfare, you know, I, I, who says main thoroughfare? If you're walking down the street and you hear somebody preaching and they say, I am God, how would you react? I suspect you wouldn't pick up a stone like these people did and want to cast it at them, although that was their law for blasphemy. But I think you and I would simply roll our eyes and say, guy must be off his medication today. I mean, there's no doubt that Jesus, again, this is John's writing tool, whether he's putting this in the mouth of Jesus, whether Jesus said it just like this, I don't know the answer to those things. But there is no doubt that John is making it clear that Jesus was God. Now, you might ask yourself, why on earth would John do that? Now, remember, John's was most likely the last gospel written, probably around, let's say, between the year 90 and 100. Let's also say that the, the uh, passion, death, resurrection, ascension event happened most likely around the year 30. So we're talking 60 to 70 years later. Again, this is just, this is, this is my speculation. So do with it what you will. But I suspect that generation, the, the, the generation of uh, those who knew Jesus well were dying off or mostly had died off at that point. And they wanted to pass the story on, which is why Mark and then Matthew and Luke come out. I don't think that the Jewish people who were carrying this story and into this early community called The Way, I don't think they had any problem believing Jesus was human. I think their issue was trying to understand how is Jesus God. We come through from a monotheistic religion. It is the very center of who we are. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There is only one God, not two. There's only one. So how on earth could that be? And that whole doctrine of the Trinity, brothers and sisters, that's going to keep rolling for a while. That didn't come out of the womb, you know, like right away, that they understood what that meant. They had to wrestle with that. And you and I wake up and, and, and yawn about it because it's so uh, just, you know, secondhand to us. But this is John's way of making sure people realized Jesus wasn't just another human being. Yes, he wasn't just another prophet. He was more. Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whenever you hear Jesus say that, he's saying, listen, the next thing I say, really important. This is big time stuff. Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham came to be, 
I am. Now here's what, and again, that's why I say, you know, if we would hear somebody say that, we'd be like, that's just crazy. And they thought so too. They couldn't make sense of that. Um, they weren't willing to wrestle with it. Brothers and sisters, when we encounter a larger truth, something that our minds aren't able to get around, do we just kind of throw it away? Say, that's nonsense. It doesn't make sense to me. So I'm just moving along. Or are we willing to wrestle with it? Are we willing to chew on it? Are we willing to hold it? That doesn't mean every goofball who says they are God. That's not my point here. My point is, do we realize, and I know we do realize it on a head level, do we realize it fully that God is bigger than, than our notion of, of who and what God is and how God is? And so when we encounter truths that don't make sense to us, that how is the world like this? Or what, what, what does this mean, Lord? Can we allow ourselves to wrestle with it? Or do we simply fall back on conventional wisdom? Our God invites us to wrestle, brothers and sisters. That's the whole meaning of faith. It's not all done. They haven't done it all for us. We need to participate. There are still truths. There are still aspects of God we haven't even dreamed of yet. And that we are encountering continuously. God is, is wondrous in that idea. That God is always beyond us. Are we willing to wrestle with those things? Now, speaking of the Trinity, and this is the, the second point I want to make, and then I'll, I'll be done. I love now, I'm, I'm not going to take credit for this. This is Richard Rohr, the divine dance, that idea of, of the Trinity. You know, when, when Jesus says here, before Abraham came to be, I am. So he's inviting them into that idea of how, how can there be more gods than one? But yet he's saying before Abraham came to be, ultimately at the beginning of creation, if you go back to John's, uh, the beginning of John's gospel, right? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He's saying from the very beginning, Jesus was there. And in, again, in the words of Roar, they formed this divine dance, this threeness of persons, or however you want to call it, the, this, this threeness, yet this oneness, but this unity, yet this diversity. I, I mean, honestly, brothers and sisters, we could chew on that. I mean, we yawn, like I said, when we, we hear about the Trinity. Oh, there's the bird, there's Jesus, and there's the old man. I mean, that's, boy, that doesn't do any of it uh, justice. This idea that all, they are one, but yet have distinct and separate roles Within that, yet it is one God, diverse but unified. Why am I bringing that up? Because I go back to the beginning. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my words will never see death. Now, brothers and sisters, we have to know here, he's not speaking of a physical death, right? How can he be? Because if he's speaking of a physical death, he's a liar or he's wrong, period. Because death has been the, you know, center stage, let's say that, for the last two millennia. So clear, I mean, he himself dealt with death. So, amen, amen, I say to you, remember, whenever he says that, the next thing is really important. Whoever keeps my word will never see death. So what is he talking about? 
Again, my friends, I'm only going to speculate. Throw this out. Chew on it. Chew on that word and, and, and listen. I, I would love to hear what you have to say. But here's, here's kind of where I'm sitting right now. I'm thinking this. And I, and I bring that divine dance image to you, that flow, right? That, that flow of the Trinity, the dance that the Trinity does. You know, I've used that idea of the dance. You know two people when they're out there dancing on the floor, and it's just beautiful. And, and it, they, they dance as one. Their movements are together. It is so gorgeous. I could just sit there and watch them, the grace with which they move. Yet they're two distinct people. Um, and, uh, and, and yet they go with this flow that is absolutely gorgeous. That's, that's the idea of the Trinity, this flow, this dance that they are part of that absolutely works together and is, is absolutely beautiful. It is beauty itself, right? That when we are in that dance, brothers and sisters, when we are in that flow, um, there's nothing that can separate that from us. That's my thought. Now, that doesn't mean our bodies can't be separated. Um, and I'm not trying to be dualistic here, you know, that the body is, is and, you know, who cares about it? It's all the soul. I mean, that's, no, we, we as, as Catholics, we call that heresy. As Christians, we call that heresy. Because the body is incredibly important as well. Um, but that idea that our bodies are, they're, they're finite. But, they carry within them the seed of God. You know, I, I read this uh, devotional to some of my patients, and it's called Jesus Calling. And the one from two days ago, it, it said something to this effect. Now, I'm sure it said it better than I'm going to. He said, and, and it's Jesus speaking to us. So he's, Jesus says, listen, uh, I, I made you Uh, out of clay. You are clay beings, but I made you containers that can carry the very essence of me within you. That's it. Brothers and sisters, when we are part of that dance, when we are part of that flow, and we are, are with God in that flow, there is nothing and no one and, and no thing, no person, no idea what that can take us out of it. As long as we keep our eyes on our partner and our body swaying with the rhythm that our partner leads us. Yes, death will be a part of that, a physical death. But remember, the very meaning of, of resurrection that we're moving to and we're only about, what, nine days, ten days away from? The very meaning of that is that life has the last word, not death. And that to the extent that we can allow ourselves to participate in that dance, that flow of divinity, of trinity, of that movement, that diverse, yes, uh, different, yes, but unified, united, yes. Not the same, but of the same essence, moving in the same direction, with the same grace and beauty itself. To the extent, my friends, that we can be a part of that dance and give ourselves over to it. I think that's what Jesus is saying is here is we won't experience that absence, death, as, as meaning separated from God. Because that's what death is. As long as we walk with God. Brothers and sisters, 
There's nothing that can come between us. God won't let go. We just have to make sure we do our best not to let go from our end. Let's pray. We continue through the luminous mysteries and begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Be well, and God's peace.